What's up, family? It's a huge football Tuesday. Welcome to Speak. I'm Emmanuel Acho. Y'all know the vibe. Volume's up. Shady, what is it? Ah. Remote's down. <laughs> you go. Stay for a while. Every day. I do say it every day. You're going to learn eventually. Oh, That's Dave Hellman, NFL insider, the one and only Joy Taylor, and my guy, always and forever. It up. Eagles all-time rushing leader, 252 Live. Shady McCoy. Now, I know y'all watched the game last night. It's one rush hour we can all look forward to. The Cowboys, Monday Night Football, upsetting the New York football giants. Head coach Mike McCarthy asked about Cooper Rush's dominant performance and if a quarterback controversy might be brewing, and he said... Do we have a quarterback controversy? Hey, everybody, safe travels home. Okay. So I think we get back a little earlier than you do. Sorry about that. That's right. Now, Mike McCarthy ducked the question, but I will not because I got a job to do. Cooper Rush can keep Dak Prescott on the bench. A little longer than expected, at least. Remember, the Cowboys are now 2-1, which nobody truly saw coming, particularly after Cooper Rush took place of Dak Prescott. Here's what you have to assess when somebody takes over a starting job. Wins above replacement. How well do you do in the absence of the starter? Now, remember, this was Dak Prescott in 2016 when he got an MVP <coughs> vote in America. They were 13-3. He had one touchdown a game, 1.4 for being specific, only through a quarter of an interception a game if we're being very specific. But keep in mind, he only had 229 passing yards. Now look at Cooper Rush, the person who has gained all of our affection, the apple of my eye at least. Now look at Cooper Rush, very eerily similar to the best version, or at least the MVP version of Dak Prescott. Here's what I have concluded. Rush your starting quarterback out there if you want to, America. We saw what happened with the Chargers when they did it with Justin Herbert. They got smacked, and I mean molly by the Jags at home. It makes no sense to rush Dak Prescott back out there with how well Cooper Rush has been playing. So in my mind, Cooper Rush can, in fact, keep Dak Prescott on the bench at least a little bit longer. Going to you, Joy Taylor. <sighs> can Cooper keep how wide actually how wide is this gap is there a gap between Cooper Rush Dak <coughs> Prescott okay it, there, there is a massive gap between Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott uh, I like how you very softly hedged your bet throughout that whole thing by Wouldn't saying say it was he soft. can keep him on the bench for a little while so basically you're saying Cooper Rush is playing well enough for them to not rush Dak Prescott back right Sure. No, no, sentence. no. That's what you just said. Sure. That's exactly what you just said. And I would agree. Cooper Rush is playing well enough to allow Dak Prescott to be completely 100% healed when he comes back. There's no need to rush Dak Prescott back if Cooper Rush continues to play the way that he is as a quality backup, which I did not see coming. Yes. I can honestly say the, the one thing I was very, very wrong about in this situation was that the Cowboys, in fact, did not need to go out and look for another quarterback. So kudos to the Cowboys. They, they believed in Cooper Rush as being capable of being Dak's backup and playing while Dak was healing, and Cooper is doing an excellent job of that. As far as those statistics that you just showed, I, I mean, I think that would be a fair comparison if we had the entire body of work that Dak Prescott had throughout that season. But if we want to skew the numbers so that it looks good on the graphic, that's fine. Um, that, that is not something that I would walk away and present as a, as a case to replace Dak Prescott. But that's what we're doing here today. I think that the gap in the comparison to Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott is very, very simple and very obvious. Um, experience. We have a 
two-game sample size this year. I don't care about what happened last year. It was a different roster. It was a different time. If we want to talk about past experience, then we have to consider everything that Dak has done. Do we want to do that? No, because obviously he would blow Cooper Rush out of the water when it comes to resumes. So we're talking about this particular year. Dak had one bad game of a start, admittedly awful, and is now hurt. And Cooper Rush has played against the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Giants and got two wins. That is what you want out of your backup quarterback. There you go. What a sane take. I, love I feel it. like it was pretty <laughs> solid. Thank you, Joy. Microphone's is that all it is? Just, just a win, right? Because we all were worried about, oh, can, can Cooper Rush, can he keep it going for Dak to come back? We were all scared. He might lose this game, that game. But it's a different story now that Cooper Russ is balling, right? Balling. Let's balling. Talk about, balling. Okay, so, I want to, let, let's, I'm going to write that word down because I want to read it. Okay, so first of all, it's rush hour time. It, can I talk about him for a second? When I watch that game, right, because my eyes work, and I hope, hopefully. Mine do. No, no, I, I won't even say to you. These two, right, you, right. your eyes work. Okay, okay, so when you have a rookie quarterback or an experienced quarterback, you blitz him. I guess the blitz, he mm-hmm. looked good to me. Great. Right? You minimize the offensive playbook for him, mm. right? He's still making plays. Imagine if you open up that playbook. Just 20%. When I watch that game, first of all, um, um, C.D. Lamb, easy catch, Drops. Drops. 40, 50 yards. 40, 50 yards, mm-hmm. something like that? 56 yards, to be exact, of drop passes by Cedar. I, I, won't, I won't disrespect Dak and say that, that he shouldn't be the number one. I won't disrespect him and say that. This is what I will say, though. Jerry Jones kept rushing his injury back. Oh, we'll have Dak in three weeks, two weeks. Now, uh, Dak, take a month. Mm. Take two months. Because mm. they know they have a quarterback one. I, nobody wants to talk about it. You see Matt McC- Mike McCarthy. He mm-hmm. didn't want to talk about it. He knows a quarterback controversy. And I'm the one that's going to be honest and say it. When I watched Dak, the last time we seen him, I don't care what he did last mm-hmm. year or a couple months ago, mm-hmm. when he last played, he put up three points America, 130 yards, no touchdowns, Nine. and a pick. Oh, God. Cooper Rush, he's 3-0 and now. 3-0? He's 3-0 as a starter. Yeah. I, love, I love what I see out the kid. And real quick, before oh. I'm done, oh. I can name you about five teams that he'll start for right now and play well. If he was on the Bears, oh. would they be a better offense? Is yes or no? Yes. Yes. If he was on the Steelers, would they have a better offense? You're naming teams yes, that don't have franchise quarterbacks. I want you to answer the questions, Cowboys guy. You're naming teams that don't have franchise <laughs> the quarterbacks. The Bears, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Texans. That's they'll a be whole winning, they'll bunch be winning of teams, teams that don't so, have franchise quick, quarterbacks. When Tony Romo went out with an injury, back injury it was? Mm-hmm. Back injury, Dak yes, came sir. in and played well. Yes, sir, he did. The only reason why Dak might keep his job is because he's making so much money. Because mm-hmm. if it was an even playing field, financially wise, Cooper Rush would be the new Dallas quarterback. Cooper Rush could lead the Cowboys on a game-winning drive every week for the rest of the season, and he wouldn't pass the number of times Dak has done it. Financially. Cooper Rush looked good. And, like, I hate this conversation because it minimizes what Cooper Rush has done. Like, it's an admirable story about a guy who was written out of the league who got a shot and got to succeed. But to act like he is on the level of Dak Prescott and what he's accomplished is absolutely asinine. Uh, Shady, yes, he played a terrible game against Tampa Bay. So did Aaron Rodgers like two days ago. Did the, did the Green Bay Packers not score 14 points in that game and get shut out for the rest of that Aaron second Rogers half? Aaron not look nearly as bad as Dak Prescott. Correct. Oh, oh they, okay. That's they also, true. They also that's put up three points in the season opener last yeah. year, correct? Are the Buccaneers, not last year from what I heard. Are the Buccaneers not allowing nine points per game? They are. They're, not, they're allowing nine points per game. So, like, I'm going to give Dak the grace of one bad game and remember that he threw for 4,400 yards, 37 touchdowns, and just 10 picks, by the way. There's this weird narrative going around that Dak Prescott takes chances and throws picks. He's had five multi-pick games since the 2018 season. He threw 37 to 10 last year. I can't imagine a world where I owned a souped-up Cadillac Escalade 
and wanted a bus pass instead. Because that's what Cooper Rush is. Uh, that's what that's, Cooper that's, Rush no, is. He's no, driving heck, a bus. No. You, no. Now, I was going to sit Gentlemen. here and be quiet Gentlemen. and mind my business right, right. until you said that. Was Cooper until Rush, was that. he or was he not playing max protect behind two blocking tight ends most of the night what does that mean? and making the easy reads what? that were available to right. him wait, wait. while the Cowboys ran for 170 yards on the night. Well, you're, you're saying that. Tony about- Pollard and Zeke Elliott ran but for he, 178 yards. Let me, let me do that this. Mean? Let me What's do that this. Cooper Rush that. had two reads to make the vast majority of the time Here, he dropped back to pass last night. Here's what I think we all have to identify. Because Shady is not knocking Cooper Rush. I don't think this is a Cooper Rush slander session. Right. There's praise. There's been praise for Cooper Rush all around. Praise for Dak Prescott. No. No. no there's no. been no praise for Dak Prescott exactly. anywhere on that no. side no. of let the me, desk. Let me praise. None. Let me praise Dak Prescott. Give no love. 2016, Dave Hellman and I worked together you keep in comparing Dallas, it to 2016 as I'm if Dak hasn't evolved as a passer since then. The greatest version of Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys was 2016 Dak Prescott. The greatest version of Dak for the Cowboys. You were there, I was there. We saw each other every day in the cubicles, big dog, so we can't come on television now and lie. The Cowboys' best team might have been 2016. Dak has been a far better quarterback at other times. Well, Dak Dak Prescott got an MVP vote that year, so clearly he was good. Okay. My thought process is very simple. We're starting to see a similar recipe from Cooper Rush in 2022 as the MVP vote getting Dak Prescott in 2016. Mm. Cowboys running the ball. Cowboys playing good enough defense. Think about this. I have to remind myself. 2016, leading receiver for the Cowboys, Cole Beasley. 830 yards. Second receiver, Des Bryant. 790 yards. But Dak Prescott ran for Ezekiel Elliott ran for 1,600 yards. So if Cooper Rush is capable of duplicating a 13-3 and recipe, if he's capable of doing what you just praised Dak Prescott for doing, being very protective of the football, I'm just sitting here like, you know what? I love what I'm seeing from Cooper, and I go as far as to say this, Joy, to retort the very first point. Cooper Rush can keep Dak Prescott on the bench for a little bit longer, but it's the same way we felt about Dak Prescott keeping Tony Romo on the bench. We were like, yo, as long as Dak keeps balling, no need to put Romo back in the game. The reason Romo didn't get a starting job back is because Dak won 11 straight games. But that's not going to happen here because that's not the same kind of injury. So what is the conversation? Is it can Cooper Rush replace Dak Prescott? Cooper Rush would need to rattle off 11 straight wins in order to do that. He won't get that opportunity because they're already talking about, about Dak possibly coming back for this week, which would be too much of a rush, and he will likely be back for the Rams or Eagles game. When you have a backup quarterback, you want them to be able to split the games that the the starting quarterback is out. That is a win. Mm -hmm. That is what the Cowboys are experiencing, and they should be commended for that. To Dave's point, the offense is designed to minimize the mistakes that Cooper Rush will make. And to Cooper's credit, he is following the game plan. What also happened yesterday, if we're going to tell the full picture of the game and not just focus on quarterback play? Well, he had an unbelievable performance from the running game, which helps balance the offense, which is how we know the Cowboys win, which is why you bring up 2016, because that's what happened Mm -hmm. when they won. They have a balanced running game. What else happened yesterday? Was there another side of the ball that played quite well? I believe there was. It was the Dallas Cowboys defense, which is the elite part of this team that had five sacks and 24 pressures on Daniel Jones, who is not someone that we think is a franchise quarterback. Which brings me to my other point that while this theory applies to other teams that we'll talk about, but somehow gets exempt from the Cowboys, they beat the Bengals, who we don't think is a playoff team and has been struggling, and they beat the Giants, who they always beat, 
who nobody thinks is a playoff team, who had a nice start, a 2-0 start to the season. So if we're going to talk about who they beat and how they beat them, let's keep it real. In the last two weeks, not this comparison from 2016 and 13 games and all that, in the last two weeks that Cooper has played, he's 11th in passer rating, 12th in completion percentage, 21st in yards per game, tied for 18th with passing touchdowns with how many? Dose. And 12th in passing yards for a time. This is not balling. <laughs> this is See, not, balling. not balling. This is doing what you should do as a competent backup quarterback, which he deserves credit for. And it allows the Dallas Cowboys the luxury of letting Dak come back 100% healthy. I love how you act like this backup's coming there and just do their job, right? Because I don't see a lot of backups going there and just, and just being competent and just doing their thing. I don't see it. I don't ever see this backup's going there and just doing their thing. Kobe Brissett's doing it right now. He, I mean, he's regular. Like he's he's baby. He's not even. He never just does they good. They could not let's, be happier with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you talking about this year, but let's look at his career, right? When he's a backup, he doesn't do well at all, right? Okay. I mean, so, like backup so, quarterbacks okay. don't excel Thank as you. often as so starters. So let's say that because they really don't. But but let's still go back to the Cooper Rush. My thing was this: you want to read the numbers, right? But what about your eyes? When he's out there, he's playing ball. Um, Noah Brown. Who Wait, is boy. that? Real quick, who is that? He's their fourth, fifth receiver. Okay. He makes him look pretty good. Yeah. Then you add on C.D. Lamb, like, give this guy his respect. I'm not, hold on, I'm not saying that, that, that he's going to take Dak's job. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is he's playing well, well enough where, hey, the same thing that happened to Dak, or not Dak, but, but Tony Romo, can happen, it happened to Dak. The thing, no, same no, thing like, might happen. But what is the conversation? It can happen. Like, is, is, he, is he threatening Dak's job? Is it an well, actual? One makes $100 million. No, no, he's not threatening his job. But, but what I'm saying by is. By play. By play. But what, this is what I'm saying. That owner is seeing that. That coach is seeing that. Oh, we got a player here. So this dude's making $100 million. This other guy, Cooper Rush, is making what I'm making, right? Not no real money. So it's like, hold on. I've been making some money. <laughs> but anyway, this made my point sound good. But my thing is this. The, the game's all about getting a, a valuable player on the field for cheap. That's the same thing that happened when Dak took over for Tony yeah, Robbins. Un- and un- unfortunately, the numbers are not going to allow that. Let me ask you one question. Real quick for me. Please forget out here. Now, you're a Dallas guy, so I'm an Eagle guy. So you know about LaShawn McCoy. When I was a rookie, you didn't know much about me, right? You didn't know I would become what I became. You were a stud at Pitt. I know who you were. Watch this. This could be the same thing with Cooper Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is not a rookie. We don't know. Well, inexperience. I should have said that. Rookie, inexperience, same thing. Practice squad player, same thing. Where are we going here? He can be a guy that can be very, very good. And he'll tell you this. He'll tell you guys this. I knew I was a good player. Y'all didn't know it. That's, and that's totally fine. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll hey. meet you. And that, that's why I don't like the conversation. It, it minimizes both guys when you say, like, you minimize what Cooper has accomplished, and then you minimize what Dak has done to get to this point in his career. I think you can say both. And honestly, Shady, I'll meet you halfway and say, I hope the Cowboys are learning lessons from what Cooper Rush is doing and saying, you don't have to put it all on Dak Prescott. There are other ways you can help your quarterback. But let me ask you this, and I know we're tight on time. We'll make up for it on the back end. We only talk about the little or marginal that Cooper Rush has done. One touchdown in each of the last two games. Uh, we only talk about the 225 passing yards. Mm. But there are three buckets of quarterbacks. A guy that can win you a game, a guy that won't lose you a game, and a guy that will lose you a game. And if we're only looking at this season, week one, Dak Prescott lost the Cowboys that game. If you remember that early interception that really gave the Buccaneers that ball in the first half, and it was an ugly interception. Now, clearly the Cowboys offensive line didn't help. Cowboys lack of running game. So I won't go as far as fine to say that Dak lost him the game. But there's something to the fact that Cooper Rush isn't turning the ball over. 
Which backups do. Which backups backups do. do. But more importantly, which we saw in week one, to your point last week, that Prescott has that propensity to do from pressing. That might be the most admirable trait to me of Cooper Rush. Respond, please. And and that's fair. Dak does press. uh, For the millionth time, I will say, Dak did not play well against Tampa Bay. I feel like we're letting a bad game do a lot of coloring of who Dak Prescott is. It's the only thing we've seen this year. What I've seen, especially, and look, to Joy's point, beating the Giants shouldn't impress a ton of people. But I know that since 2019, which is when Dak started playing for his next contract, he's 11-1 and against the East with an average margin of victory <laughs> of 18 points. Yeah. Oh, they would have blown this team out with Dak under center. They would have been, it would have been gross. It would have been 18, 20, 24 points. So not that that means everything in the grand scheme of things, but like to act like we're getting something from Cooper Rush that Dak can't do with his eyes closed is crazy eyes to me. Closed. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Beating the Giants? That's what Dak does. He's not wrong. Dak does not don't lose to the East. But coming up, we got to talk about an East team that doesn't lose. That's right. How about the Eagles? Jalen Hurts, Ben Ballin, leading the NFL in several categories, but has he already proven that he's a franchise QB? Remember, he could sign for $200 million this season. We got to talk about that. Next, don't go anywhere. A real quarterback. What's up, family? It got spicy on sidelines of that Cowboys game last night. I do not know if you saw this, but Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor, he said everybody pumped the sprakes on Cowboys superstar Micah Parsons comparisons. LT, speak up, baby. Jay, what you think about that, man? Uh, uh, that's LT, and I guess he's being nice. But I mean, get a young guy some love, man. He's it hasn't been nobody like like LT since Parsons, if you ask me. So give him a little love. Dang. I think that's LT being very nice. I mean, Chase, he's doing <laughs> that very is well. Love. That's love for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I would take that from LT. Thank you. He's right. He's right. He said he's playing well, but what? Mike has played like 20 games. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's, got, let's put it this way. We got Lawrence time. Taylor has made. Offensive lineman, a premier position. That's how good he was. He's on the short list so, for best ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. It's a very short list. Yeah. And LT might be at the top. <laughs> okay, let's head elsewhere in the NFC East. How about the Eagles? They've been balling, y'all. Everything is going their way. They are a perfect 3-0. Now, if you have not been paying attention, Jalen Hurts, too, has been balling 340 yards, three touchdowns, and a win over the Commanders. Head coach Nick Sirianni said, quote, I know we haven't seen Jalen Hurts' ceiling. He just continues to get better. Shady McCoy, you played for the Eagles. You played longer than I did. I played for the Eagles. We played together for the Eagles. So let's talk about the Eagles. Has Jalen Hurts proven he's a franchise quarterback, big dog? Yes, he is. He's a franchise quarterback. And not only that, we got to pay him right now. Because if we don't, that number's going to go up and go up and go up. This is the thing about Philadelphia. The, The people love him, right? The fans love him. The team loves him. They do. The coaches love him. And you could tell he's like a leader. That's something that he's always had, even since Alabama. So if I'm Howie, Howie, hey, look, man, cash that check. Mr. Lurie, it's time to give it up. Because I played with quarterbacks. Seriously, I played with quarterbacks in Philadelphia that was really, really good to me and the players. Mm-hmm. But the fans didn't like him. The fans might boot him. I won't say the names because I love my guys. But in this situation, they all love Jalen. So we got to make sure we get that money right, man, and sign him up. Dave, where you at? Don't hate. It's it's year three, right? That's what we keep saying. Yes, the sir. year three quarterbacks. That implies a, a whole year, not September. That's mm. all. And look, 
he is he is playing as well as anybody in the NFL right now. Like I swear, it's not my intention to dog this guy. I did this with Dak. You're not dogging. I did this Talk with Dak, teams. and it wasn't yeah. clear and Talk obvious with Dak until year three, year four, around the time Dak. Yeah. Guess what helped Dak reach that level? Amar- for the playoffs and winning. Well, and Amari Cooper. Yep. Jalen Hurts has now A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yes, like, the Eagles are putting him in position to make that leap. I won't be surprised if he plays well enough to earn that contract. I'm just not ready heading into week four to say that. Somebody's going to have a game plan for him. Shady, we've talked about the Bucks. That game is coming, and I want to see how he handles it. On top of that, we've talked about what the Eagles have in the offseason. They've got two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Shoot, yeah. for that matter. Howie could use Jalen Hurts. Don't act like he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, don't. Come uh, on now. Not, not right now. Howie, no, 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 no. no. Jaylen, not right Jaylen now. This is like an MVP. Thing. No, I'm just saying right Howie now. would do anything. Not right now, but in the offseason, don't put anything past him. crazy. Saying, the Eagles could have options. And so in September of his third year, I'm not ready to say we'll sign see. him. Joy, get in here. I need, I need to hear what you got to say. I mean, he's balling. Everybody's balling. He's Cooper balling. Rush is balling. Okay, Jalen's balling. Jalen is balling, though. I mean, yes, Jalen yeah. is actually yeah. balling. I'm just, that's the joke. It's, <laughs> he is actually balling. Um, so we're talking about third-year quarterbacks and if he has proven that he is a franchise quarterback. <laughs> we aren't talking about Tua proving that he's a franchise quarterback. We are assuming that Justin Her- Herbert has already solidified himself in that space. So let's take a look at those two. Burrow just went to a Super Bowl, so we know he's not ever going to go anywhere. And now Mac Jones is hurt, so he's kind of hard to evaluate. So let's just look at Tua and Herbert. Herbert, we know, is going to get a contract. He's going to be the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua, we are not talking about. We are assuming that the way that they're playing, also being 3-0, that he showed himself that he's capable of being a franchise quarterback. So what is the question? We're looking at these numbers with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is above... Justin Herbert in passing yards per game. It's not even comparable, the rushing yards that Jalen provides, because he is a dual-threat quarterback. So there's, there's no comparison whatsoever. Tua and Herbert do not rush. They're the same in touchdowns, and, it's, and he actually has less interceptions this far through the season. So, yes, he has proven he's a franchise quarterback. And above that, he has an element to his game that his peers do not have, including Joe Burrow and Mac Jones, who I'm leaving out of this evaluation, and that he can also run the ball at an elite level. So he provides something else that his peers do not, which is a very big deal. The question about Jalen Hurts coming into the season was, was he going to get better? Was he going to elevate this year? He looked good. He had some exciting qualities. Obviously, he's a leader. We knew all about all that. We wanted to, we wanted to focus on his passing which he's doing. So he's eliminating the questions. When it comes to young quarterbacks, obviously you want to see leadership. You want to see teams and and cities rally around your young quarterback. That's important. Those intangibles are important for winning and for building an organization. But you also want to see growth every single year. Mm -hmm. You want to see the things that they struggled with improve on. And that's what Jalen is doing. His accuracy has gone up tremendously from last year, which is a very important element to him staying in the pocket and throwing the ball. He has 9.3, 9.4 yards per attempt. He leads all NFL passers in yards per attempt. What else does he have to do at this point? I'll answer that. Um, I like being objective. Uh, You know, the Eagles paid me, the Cowboys paid me a little bit of money, but the Eagles paid me, but I do like being objective. Um, Has Hurts proven past tense as he's a franchise quarterback? No. Is Jalen Hurts proving it present progressive? I would say yes. If I were to ask you all, was Carson Wentz a franchise quarterback, you would say? Yes. You would say? Yes. You would say? Yep. Great. If I were to ask you all, was Nick Foles a franchise quarterback, you would say? No. 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 Both Carson Wentz and Nick Foles have had more success for longer for the Philadelphia Eagles than Jalen Hurts. Remember, Nick Foles, you were there. I was there. 2013, 7-1 and one after you took over for Michael Vick. 27 touchdowns, 
two interceptions, led us to a 10 and six record. We went to the playoffs, 10 wins in only 17 weeks of NFL football. There are currently 18 weeks of NFL football. So you all are not fools for saying Nick Foles was not a franchise quarterback, not at all. But I can't come up here and competently say, heck yeah, Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback if you all unanimously agreed without thinking Nick Foles wasn't. Nick Foles did more for the Eagles in 2013, which you lived through. He had a seven-touchdown, yeah, no-pick game. It, it, a seven-touchdown, no-pick game. You have 27 touchdowns. There's being an outlier and coming in to a loaded roster and be able to have some success. It is another thing to build an organization. You wouldn't build around Nick Foles just because he but, had that but what I would say is this. streak of success. We, we tried to. Michael Vick was our starter in the 2013 season, and Mike Vick was a dog, and Mike Vick was a beast, and the Eagles paid him $100 million. But Nick Foles came in and he balled. 2014, Nick Foles was a starter with Mark Sanchez as a backup as Mike Vick charted to move to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we wouldn't have said that Foles was that dude. And it's not wrong. It's just to say that you typically need more than these three games and or the last year's sample size. So, Shady, I need your response because you literally lived through it. So, I forget the contract situation. Because, um, like, Jalen, the thing with now is that, like, he's in his third year, mm-hmm. and you want to pay these quarterbacks early because if you don't, the number goes up. But Nick Foles, that next year, he was that, in that, granted, he had a great year that, that the year you're talking about, yes, 2013. Sir, 2013. That was our second year. What did he do the next year? He started, he got injured, broke what his What did he do the bone. next year? Got injured. Okay. He didn't play well, though. He got hurt later through the year. He sure, didn't play we went 10-6, well. but sure. He didn't play well, right? The, ne- the next year, he didn't really play that well. Jalen is, is doing it. Like, like, this guy is doing it right now. And the thing is, they're, they're putting pieces around him. Like, they're making him the guy. The difference between him and Nick Foles is Nick Foles, like, was replacing a guy. Was replacing mm-hmm. Michael Vick. Wasn't he was Jalen replacing Carson? No, Jalen no, was No, 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 no. He was drafted. It's they, not the same. I'm confused. Nick Foles was drafted. Wait, first, it was always a question about if Jalen can be the guy. Now, if you watch him now, they're bringing guys in here. A.J. Brown. Joy, let me ask you this. first-round uh, wide receivers. Let me ask you That's this, for him. Because you know Howie, so it's, it's a little bit skewed. We both know Howie. I know him far too well, unfortunately. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. If you have lived through the mistake, I wouldn't call it a mistake because Carson Wentz brought the Eagles their first Super Bowl, so I would not do that, and that's my friend. But if you've lived through the mistake of paying Carson Wentz $130 million, don't you think that to pay Jalen Hurts right now, after you saw Carson Wentz ball for a whole season, 11-3, and in route to winning the NFC, in route to going to the Super Bowl, if you've lived through the mistake of paying Carson Wentz after seeing Carson Wentz for several years, don't you think it's a little premature to say, yeah, Jalen, Jalen Hurts is that dude. Well, look, obviously we want to see Jalen continue what he's doing now throughout the rest of the season. I think he is showing that he is a franchise quarterback, but we will all get to see the rest of this year, and I think that we will be proven correct. We're just giving a prediction here on the show of today. Course. Maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong. The way it looks right now, he looks like a franchise quarterback to me. But people make mistakes in paying quarterbacks all the time. It doesn't mean that you can never pay a quarterback again and you're just going to keep drafting them and keep trying to develop them and just play this quarterback, uh, you know, dating game for the rest of your organization's existence. That's not how it works. So, yes, maybe you paid Carson Wentz too much money. We are all right. You got Jalen Hurts now. You're back competitive again. You've, right. you've course corrected. It's not the end of the world just because you pay a quarterback and he doesn't end up being what you thought he was. It happens all the time. It's, there's no correct formula or perfect way to design how this is all going to play out. Let me go with the deep pool here. And Dave, you might remember this quote. It's a deep Boy. pool back okay. pocket. All right. Do y'all remember what Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles, said about quarterbacks? 
He wants to be a quarterback developer. He wants to be considered he wants to be a, a factory, right? Yeah, factory. A factory. Um, I just wouldn't put it past Howie. Evil genius, like oh. I said, emphasis on genius, but emphasis on evil to me. I wouldn't put it past Howie to say, hey, Jalen, I need to see a little bit more. Dave, one real quick question for you. What was the pivotal moment that you said, watching Dak Prescott for all those years, you were there when he got drafted, what was the pivotal moment where you said he's a franchise guy? Was it the playoff win? Was it playoff appearances? What was the moment where you knew? I don't – I'm not one of those people that – I mean, the playoffs are important, but you can't boil a career down to a flashpoint game. I, I just I don't think that's fair. But when Dak was able to consistently be a reason why they won games, they traded for Amari Cooper. Amari had a big hand in that. But in 2018, they finished seven and one down the stretch with Dak being a huge reason why. And when you're able to do that week in and week out, be in games, win games because of your quarterback, and then win in the playoffs because of your quarterback, that's when I knew. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that insight. Love this conversation. And we got more coming up. Because speaking of Dak, he's currently out. We all know about the thumb injury. But the Cowboys still sprung another victory over the Giants yesterday. America's team, prime time, getting Ws. But what does this actually mean? Are the Cowboys one of the top teams in the NFC? We'll talk about it next. Speed. Let's talk about the Chargers just down here in L.A. They got blown out by the Jags on Sunday. It was bad, y'all. It was bad. But the bigger concerns might be the health of their young quarterback, Justin Herbert. Remember, he's dealing with some rib cartilage and that injury, but he had to keep playing. He said, quote, I didn't want to quit on my team, close quote. Joy, you saw the game. You watched the game. You've kept up with Herbert's career since he was drafted. Were you, you were in a Chargers hype-up video last year, weren't you? Or was that a Browns hype-up video? Uh, this year, I was in a Ravens hype-up video. Ravens. Yes. I was in a Chargers hype-up video for the, all the wrong reasons, for mocking Justin I was in. Like, I was in a Browns. Wrong. I was in the, at the beginning of a, Baker's. Not, not a Browns, I'm sorry. A, a Baker hater video. Yes. 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 We've evaded hater videos. That was fun, huh? I didn't appreciate but it because at the time I was really backing Baker a lot, but it's fine. I've sold all my Baker socks, and I've been very right about that. <laughs> should the Chargers joy, um, should they be worried about Herbert? Yeah, I think that they should. Now, this was a really bad loss, and I think everyone's a little confused as to why they didn't take him out of the game once it got out of reach. But the bigger thing that's concerning me is that they can't rush the ball. They had 26 rushing yards, so you're asking him to throw the ball 45 times while he's dealing with this injury. If he's healthy enough to be out there, I don't have a problem with players playing through injury. Obviously, he's a tough guy. He wants, wants to help them win, but I do think you, you reach a point of diminished return yep. when you have certain players, particularly quarterbacks, playing through severe injuries. Is it better to allow them to rest to get 100% and count on your backup to go in there and keep you competitive for a game or two for the long run of the season I don't know, because what the position that the Chargers are in, it, it doesn't look like that's the best situation. Now, they have the Texans next week. Obviously, the Texans can beat you just like anybody else can in the NFL, but they're not the best opponents. I, I mean, I don't know. I think it depends on really how he's feeling and if you feel like you're able to balance the offense more, because you don't want to be asking him <clears> as much from your young quarterback who's clearly dealing with a severe injury. I think – like you, they should to some degree be worried about Herbert, but almost what you were alluding to, I think the Chargers should be worried about the Chargers. Yeah. Like, their hands are about to be tied in the worst way. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. If you are going to win with a quarterback, it needs to be when he's on his rookie deal. Justin Herbert is currently 16-19 and 19 as a starter, mm. and he's cheap. By the end of this year, you're probably going to have to extend him, pay him somewhere around $200 million with somewhere around 150 or so guaranteed. So you are going to have to pay Justin Herbert 
a quarterback with a losing record as a starter in excess of $200 million, and you ain't got nothing out of him yet. It does not appear like the Chargers are about to go on to a dominant 12-6 and type of season, 12-5 and type of season, excuse me. So the Chargers really got to be worried about the Chargers because their hands are about to be tied. You ain't winning with Herbert, and you're going to have to pay him even more money, and you weren't, weren't winning with him when he was cheap. I'm worried about not just Herbert, but the Chargers. But, Shady, you're a big Herbert guy. Should the Chargers be worried about Herbert? Yeah, they shouldn't worry about Herbert. I think he has to get healthy, but I, I'm with you. I'm worried about the Chargers. I mean, they're, they're all banged up. Guys up front, you know, on offense, and then on defense, Bosa, you, you know, you put Khalil Mack with him and, and Bosa together to, to uh, you know, to make some some havoc in the backfield, and now he's hurt. Yeah. Killing Allen, he hasn't played yet, right? And he's your best weapon on offense. So I'm more worried about just the team overall of, of getting healthy, man, and getting out there and playing. So it's not Herbert. Do you expect – from a quarterback, him to be able to elevate guys. You played with Tom Brady during the year. 2020, y'all won the Super Bowl. Guys went out. Guys yeah. came in, guys went out. A.B. got hurt that year. An offensive lineman, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was the right tackle, went down, came back in. Where do you hope that, obviously, we can never compare somebody to Tom Brady, yeah. though people That's have tried to compare. Oh, That's the rules. People have tried to compare Herbert to Brady. What do you hope for Herbert to be able to elevate his guys in the midst no, of No, and I think he can elevate the players around him because he has a lot of talent, right? And he showed how tough he really is. Players, we loved it. I loved it all the time to see my quarterback, you know, show his toughness. But he doesn't have the experience yet. I think with Brady, that comes with his experience, right? Like, hey, having the ability to look. Some of the guys banged up up front. I'm, I'm going to the quick game, the whole game, right? I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to check plays out. He's not. He's still young. He's not, he's not there yet. So I don't want to put Herbert in that category with Tom Brady as far as just elevating the team. But he has a lot of talent. Eventually, he will. Dave, worried. I got, I got a lot more worried about Justin Herbert when I heard Rashawn Slater is probably out for the season. Yeah, that's another that. one. Right. This is <laughs> – this is a cursed franchise, man. I'm not, I'm not worried about Justin Herbert, the guy. And elevating players, you're going to laugh at me because he's got a losing record, but, like, that's what he does. Again, how, how worried can I be about this guy when he can drift out of the pocket, get hit by a pass rusher, and still fire off a 50-yard corkscrew to Jalen Guyton, Jalen Guyton, undrafted free agent, former Cowboy. Like, he does that type of stuff already. So I'm not worried about Justin Herbert being able to perform I'm not, but I am worried about the Chargers, and it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating because they should be better. Maybe, you know, I'm kidding, but I'm not. Like, maybe they just need to drift out of the spotlight. I feel like they always, like, they pick things up when we're not paying attention. <laughs> I'm serious. What like, dilemma, play an, an-, an enemy for a little while. What dilemma will the Chargers be in, not if, but when they pay Justin Herbert $200, $250 million, and they still haven't won? What dilemma will, might they be in? I think that is, that is the the biggest dilemma in the NFL, and it fuels most of the conversation about quarterbacks. It's like, well, we can't win with him when he's cheap. What are we going to do when he's expensive? Give me a guy who's 6'5", who can move like him, who has an arm like him, and if the team builders and the decision makers are doing their job, you should be able to find a way to make it work. He's way too talented for the Chargers to not be better. I hear you. Well, whatever y'all do, make sure you rush back to the conversation we're about to have next about Cooper Rush because he showed out for the Cowboys <laughs> yesterday. Shady's ready. I like I'm that. ready. Joy and Dave ready. What did we learn about the Cowboys' primetime win? Are they a top-flight team? We got to get to it and speak. Don't go anywhere. Make sure y'all rush back. I like that. I like that, brother. Yo, welcome back, family. We got dudes in the NFL. Quarterbacks is wildin' at the postgame presser. It's Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. Hey, Kyler, speak up, big dog. You got to be awake playing with me. Like, I, I mean, it's um, 
no matter what the play is, uh, you know, I, I got free reign to do whatever, get into whatever. Um, so it, it, when you sleep and um, you don't think you're getting the ball, it's, you know, it's we can't play like that. Kyler threw 58 passes, 21 were incomplete. Shady, how you feel about that? I, I hated that piece right there. Why? Every time I watch Kyler Murray play, it's like it's like high school Harry backyard football. Run around, run around, run around. Okay, you go deep. Run around, throw deep. He, there's no, like, real offense or, or structure there. Normally with quarterbacks on the third step, the, the ball's coming out. The fifth step, the ball's coming out. These wide receivers they don't know. They tired. You got me doing freaking uh, drawing plays up in the backyard, running around. Like, that's craziness. I, I hate hearing stuff like that. Joy, how do you on, feel man. about the part particularly, like, when you play with me? I mean, he's the guy. He's the quarterback. He, he's the leader of this team. That's how he plays also. I'm with you. I Come think on. that they need to find a more structured, balanced way to take advantage of uh, of his ability to do that while being within a system. Like, that should be something you sprinkle on top when you need Dave, to Dave, you're shaking play. your head, man. Y'all, uh, y'all were all way better athletes than me, so maybe you can't relate. Tell me if you can. Like, there was... On my little league and high school teams, like, there was always a guy who was better than everybody. That's me. And he knew it. But did you, like, did you have to say it, though? Like, do you have to just remind me how much better you are? Like, I just, there was always a kid on my team where I was like, yeah, you're better than all of us, and I have to respect that. But, like, you're a jerk, man. Like, come on. Wait, he'd be like this, though. Backyard football on three. One, two, three, break. Yeah. Come on, man. Give me man. something to work with here. <laughs> oh, it's time for rewarding performance brought to you by Capital One. What's in your wallet? Well, how about Cooper Rush? He rewarded the Cowboys with another win. That's their second straight of the season. 215 yards, one touchdown pass. Go ahead, took the lead late in the game. CeeDee Lamb with that one-handed, left-handed catch. All around, it was a solid performance. And now the Cowboys just looking up to the Eagles in the NFC East. So, Joy, coming to you, watching the game intently. What did you learn, though? Or what did that Cowboys win mean? What did you learn? How are you feeling? Where do you stand? Well, I learned that I was very wrong about their need to bring in an an outside quarterback. I was adamant that this was a a desperate situation. They should be panicking. They should be trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo or trying to get a competent backup. Some of that is the Cowboys' fault for not having a backup quarterback on the roster to start the season. So they didn't really believe that they needed one of those. But Cooper Rush has stepped up as the backup guy, and he's done – He's done a good job as the backup quarterback for the Cowboys, stepping into a situation that we all thought was desperate to start the season. I mean, we were on this very set talking about all the things they don't have, Mm -hmm. all the things Dak's going to have to overcome, how Dak's going to have to step up and elevate all these players and have this unbelievable season to prove what Dak is. Well, that's the same roster Cooper Rush is dealing with, and they have won two games, and that is what you want out of a backup quarterback. So I think that I was definitely wrong about their need to bring in someone else. They're very, they're, this is a great situation for the Cowboys to be in. It absolutely is. I'm going to take it one further, Shady. Please don't kill me, don't spite me, don't okay. hate me, all the things. I learned that the Cowboys are a very competent team in the NFC. I've learned that they're a top five team in the NFC. You all do the math at home. If you think that the Cowboys are better than the Saints and the Cowboys are better than the Cardinals, then boom, you have it right there. They're right around the top five with the San Francisco 49ers. I learned that the Dallas Cowboys will once again make the playoffs, and I learned that the Cowboys are significantly better than we all thought. I learned that the Cowboys actually have enough pieces to get things done because offensively their offensive line, maybe it was just Jason Peters, maybe it was the education or the pressure from Jason Peters. The offensive line has been elevated. I learned that rookie uh, tackle T. Smith can actually ball in replace of the uh, veteran tackle T. Smith. I learned that Cooper Rush is competent. I learned that Noah Brown is better than we thought. I learned that CeeDee Lamb can recover from bad play, and I learned that the Cowboys' defense is still very, 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 very good. 
So I learned that the Cowboys can really make some legitimate noise going <clears throat> forward. If they can do this with Cooper Rush, I would hope they can, too, do this with Dak Prescott. Shady, I know you're not a Cowboys guy, but you yeah. watch the game. My eyes work. Their right? eyes do work. What would you learn? I learned uh, a couple of things, right? I learned that, that, that um, Cooper Rush, right? I think that he is the guy for this team, right? I truly believe that. I truly believe. When you say the guy for this team, what do you mean? What a, do you quarterback, mean? a quarterback controversy. Virtually. The same thing that, that Jerry Jones said, wasn't my words. The same thing that Steve Young said, who we all got to agree, his word means something. When, that, when this guy's on his team, they, they're different. They're running the ball different. Even Pollard, like, I, I love watching Pollard play, but like, he's lights out. It all works together. Noah Brown, we, nobody knows who that guy really is. I forget his number. Uh, 85, I'm not. <laughs> but he looked so good yesterday with Cooper Rush, and then you sprinkle in a little CeeDee Lamb. Together, offensively, they look good with Cooper Rush. And I think this, if you take the money outside of, of the pitcher and just Dak and you look at Cooper Rush, I think he's the guy. They're playing harder for him. Don't get distracted just yet by that, Dave. First, tell me what you learned before you address no. that if you so. No, uh, I would just have to address Shady. Huh? No, I'm so, No, Sh- Shady, I'm, I'm being for real right now. I'm not even trying I'm to be being a jerk. for real. Did you watch the first half of the game? Yeah, I watched the whole game. Did you watch, I, fig- I figured I you did. Game. I didn't mean that in a mean way. Okay. That what we saw in the first half against the Giants is what we saw in week one. And to answer your question, Nacho, that's what I learned is this team has potential. And I was wrong to write them off as quickly as I did based on what they did in week one. But they're also frustratingly inconsistent. Go back to the first half of this game. C.D. Lamb drops a wide open, the most wide open touchdown you can drop. I, I was sitting on my couch thinking... Maybe you catch a little bit of how Dak feels right now when, you're, when your playmakers are not doing it for you. You've got CeeDee Lamb dropping touchdowns. Tyler Smith got an early holding call. You're playing a rookie tight end, Peyton Hendershot. It's a costly uh, false start before the snap. All these mistakes. And at, at some point, you have to say they were wasting a great effort from their defense. They let the Giants tie that game. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? CeeDee Lamb looks like the guy we thought he was. He catches a clutch fourth down. He makes an amazing touchdown. Tyler Smith gets going with Jason Peters. The run game looks incredible. When all this stuff is clicking, they do look like one of the better teams in the NFC, especially when you put a franchise quarterback behind the line. The same team is capable of looking like absolute garbage when not everybody's pulling their weight. It's what happened against Tampa. It's what was happening for half of the game on Monday night, and then they woke up and said, wait, we're better than this, and we can play like it. Did you think the Cowboys – I never thought the Cowboys looked that bad last night. I thought I they didn't looked, either. I thought they looked, like, dumb. I thought penalties were bad, but, like, first drive looked good. Looked they just penalties set it back. Eight first-half penalties, a wide-open drop by C.D. Lamb. I mean, they might not have looked awful, but they certainly didn't They've always been high in penalties, though. That's always with Dak, whoever I mean, just because Just because that's the norm doesn't mean we should let them slide on doing it. I'm with you. Joy, you gave me a face. What did it mean? I mean, it's just the Cowboys are an okay team, but that what do you mean they're at the top of the NFC? Like, the top of the NFC is a very small that's a small group. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, top five. That doesn't. That does. So they're a wild card team. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Okay. Top of the- so we didn't think that they were capable of being a wild card team at the beginning of the season. I mean, it's the NFC. Not like, after that's, that not, that's not a big reveal here. There are uh, there are other teams that are also two and one. The Niners, the Vikings, the Bears, the Giants. We don't think that the Giants and the Bears are in the same category as the Cowboys. Why, why not? The Cowboys have beat the Bengals and the Giants. 
You bring up a good point. You bring up a good point. Niners are one and two. And lost badly to the Bucks, who we actually think are at the top of Here's the Here's what I think. I think there are groups With that. in the NFC. I yeah, think I do groups. too. I have them right here. And I think that the, the top tier for me, Bucks, Eagles. I think they're in a group by themselves. Healthy right. Bucks. Let's yep. assume healthy Bucks. Then I say Packers. After I go Packers, then I probably go, maybe you can go Packers, Rams if you want. After that, that's when I'm like, Cowboys, Niners, then everybody else. Yeah, but that just means you're capable of putting together a team that's good enough to make the playoffs in the NFC. Like that's not a that's not a by any means a great team. It's a good, basically above average team. I will say, I, and Joy, you like know, they I- beat the Giants and the Bengals. They scored one touchdown in each. And, and barely threw for over 200 but, yards. But here's the thing. I, it's hard, I'm hard-pressed to do that only because, only because if I do that, I too have to condemn the Eagles. Because the Eagles beat the Lions, the Eagles beat the Commanders. Wins a win. And the Eagles, like, and the you Eagles don't have to. Win. If, it wins a win, if it's a win's wins a, win, a win, hold on. Win. If a win's a win, NFL. then the Cowboys are in a massive group along with the Niners, the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Giants. If it wins a win, then they're the same as the Giants and the Bears. And you don't think that. You don't think that, but, so there's no way that's even, true. Okay, but like even with the win, like your eyes work. Like it's the eyes. Yeah, test. my eyes do work. So when you I can so, read the statistics, when you show me that the defense is the reason why they're winning. And la- last night was about the running game in the second half. So when you watch, like you talked about the Bears, right? When you watched the, the eyes, when they watched that game, it's not the same as you watched the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't say a win was a win. Uh, you see what I'm saying? It's a different look. But I didn't say a win was a win. The way they're winning football games with the backup quarterback, that's what you want. That's what you want. Yes. It don't, it don't always work like that. They're running the ball well, and they're, and they're throwing the ball with a safe, conservative offense. The more he wins, Cooper Rush, the more he wins, the bigger that offensive playbook gets. And the more, the better we'll see how he really is. But and the, you guys will believe me they that can he's the main guy. They run the whole playbook with the other guy, Dak Prescott, who they pay $40 million to know the whole playbook. This is, we got to go. We got to go. Thing, sure. It's the same we'll thing. We'll continue with, with, with Dak. It's the same thing. Coming up, it's time to check out the standings. Let's Ugh. see how we did in week three. Remember, we placed our uh, votes on who's going to win every I game. Do, I do good. Let's see who's first place. That's next. Don't go anywhere, family. We'll see you soon. First place? Of course not. Wow. All right, y'all, it's time to take a look at some family business. Where do we stand after three weeks of picking games? Let's look at the standings, the Grand Reveal America. Where we at? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Okay, Shady, you fell. Joy, you climbed up to third, tied for third. Mm -hmm. Shady, how you feeling, big dog? Y'all cheated me. You change your, your, your picks. On Friday. I change, I change my, my picks. They don't do the same thing. When did you me. change your pick? I'm done. You can't talking. change your pick at halftime of the game. I'm pissed off. I'm not I'm done. Now, Dave, you're going to mention second place because it looks good. It, it, it looks, looks really good. I'm coming. I'm starting to run away with it. I'm coming at you. I'm starting to run away with it. Yo, Race Hub is next, and we're going to see y'all tomorrow with Speed.